Hello and welcome to the Life Tools podcast. In school, we learned history and algebra, foreign languages and chemistry, but nobody taught us tools for life. How do we deal with self-doubt? What are beliefs and how do they influence us? How do we find ourselves when we feel lost? And how do we make a healthy decision? Many people learn these things much later in life, after three, four, even five decades of existence, and often the hard way. For a few, like myself, I had to learn them very early. I created this podcast to share with you the tools that have helped me greatly in my own life. They're small actions anybody can take that bring big results over time. Let's get to it. Hello, welcome to episode 7, part 2 of our conversation on beliefs. If you haven't listened to part 1, I highly suggest you do that first as it will provide the context. So we have looked at what a belief is and we did a little exercise to understand where our beliefs come from, how to assess them, and should we want to, how to introduce a new belief. So now the question is, how do we install this new belief? How do we make it true for us? There are a few things to keep in mind when we want to change a belief. First, as we mentioned in the previous episode, we cannot go from one extreme to another. Second, It cannot just be mental. It has to be supported by evidence. It has to feel true. Third, daily reinforcement is important because it's like a muscle you build a little more and a little more until it's strong enough. We ended episode 6 with the new thought that I want to believe, which is success and hard work are not directly proportional. I can work less and succeed faster. How then do I incorporate these three principles in locking in this new belief? I start with actually taking the time to entertain the thought. I let it take up space in my brain. Quite often, we are so quick to dismiss what doesn't align with our current belief system. Think of someone who's super shy, for example. The person who never talks in class, is the target of bullies and stutters when he's in front of a group. And I tell you that in one year, this person is going to become an internet sensation. Your brain would automatically dismiss the thought as an impossibility because there's the belief behind that this person doesn't have what it takes to become an internet sensation. So the very first step is to counter this reflex. We entertain the possibility. Just ask, what if it's actually possible? Next, we look for evidence to support this belief, kind of like attaching legs to a table so it stands. In the situation I gave, I already had evidence that it was true for one person in my life. That in itself carries weight, but to strengthen it further, I could look for other people in my circle for whom the same thing is true. Or if I can't find anyone in my circle, I could always go online. I could look at my qualifications and the qualifications of those who are being paid higher. I actually did this with a person who was being paid 200 and I realized after going through different points that I was just as qualified as he was. I could also write a list of past successes to prove to myself that I provide great value and therefore deserve to be paid better. This step could take two days or two weeks or two months, but how long it takes is less important than the conscious act of looking for evidence to support our new belief. Keyword being conscious. You don't wait for evidence. You look for it. And each time you find one, you take it in, you let it percolate in your mind, and you store it in a mental treasure chest. And then you look for more evidence till you feel it's so ingrained in you that you don't need another one. Which segues into the third principle, continual reinforcement. 
Like I said, it's like a muscle you build. When you find your first or second piece of evidence, maybe you only half believe it. Maybe you think it's possible, but maybe it's only for the lucky ones. Then you continue searching, this time for people with more or less the same background as you. Once you see that someone from your same background or perhaps someone less privileged managed to create a different reality for themselves, then your brain will believe that it's possible for you as well. Had I had this new belief right from the beginning, I would have outright refused 25 RMB per hour. Because if I considered the preparation, the long commute, and the standard pay, plus my qualifications, it was actually borderline abusive. You see, with a different belief, we respond differently to circumstances. And by responding differently, we set off a new chain of events leading to a new reality. I want to share with you two beliefs I have changed that have served me enormously, and this is just two among many. I was taught that friends are unimportant because true friends do not exist, and that only family matters, only family deserves our time and energy. I chose to believe that true friends do exist and that both family and friends are important, they just play different roles in our lives. Today, the area of friendships is where I feel the most blessed. By ruthlessly weeding out superficial friendships, I now have a small but very solid circle of friends where I feel really loved and supported. If I hadn't believed that true friends exist somewhere out there, then I would have settled for fake friendships. I wouldn't have created this reality for myself. When I was 24, I was diagnosed with ankylosing spondylitis. Ask any doctor and they will tell you this is a debilitating arthritic condition that is incurable and that what you eat has nothing to do with your symptoms. I chose and continue to choose to believe that mysterious as this disease might be, I'm not powerless to it. There are things I can do to make my life better, to reduce my pain and also to think that my body is an ally and not an enemy. Maybe I will never fully recover. Maybe there are some things that I will never be able to explain. But this belief alone that I play a role in my life, that I have some say in whether I get better or worse outside of medical treatment, has driven me to make some very positive changes in my life. My point is, we're all born to a culture. And culture is basically just a collection of beliefs. The idea is not to blame our past. The idea is to become aware of how we became who we are today and to consciously decide who we want to be now and in the future. Our parents and teachers and friends meant well, but it's up to us to decide whether we want to continue believing the same things. Here's a little homework for you. For the next seven days, each time you're confronted with a problem or anything that triggers a negative emotion, observe what you're thinking. Look for the belief behind your thoughts and then take this belief through the exercise we talked about in episode 6. Try it. Be playful. You have nothing to lose. Thank you for listening to this episode. As always, if you have any questions or comments, drop me a message at lifetoolspodcast at gmail.com. This podcast is still a baby, so if you found the material helpful, do share it with people you think could benefit from it. And consider writing a positive review on iTunes. I would so appreciate it. See you next week. Bye. Bye.